and they were staying there at the moment a houseful of distinguished guests, including the Raja of Maraputna, whose wealth was fabulous. James had read all about him in the local weekly newspaper that morning. The extent of his Indian possessions, his palaces, his wonderful collection of jewels, with a special mention of one famous emerald, which the papers declared enthusiastically was the size of a pigeon's egg. James, being town-bred, was somewhat hazy about the size of a pigeon's egg, but the impression left on his mind was good. If I had an emerald like that, said James, scowling at the horizon again, I'd show grace. The sentiment was vague, but the enunciation of it made James feel better. Laughing voices hailed him from behind, and he turned abruptly to confront Grace. With her was Clara Sopworth, Alice Sopworth, Dorothy Sopworth, and, alas, Claude Sopworth. The girls were arm in arm and giggling. "'Why, you're quite a stranger!' cried Grace archly. "'Yes,' said James. He could, he felt, have found a more telling retort. You cannot convey the impression of a dynamic personality by the use of one word, yes. He looked with intense loathing at Claude Sopworth. Claude Sopworth was almost as beautifully dressed as the hero of a musical comedy— James longed passionately for the moment when an enthusiastic beach-dog should plant wet, sandy forefeet on the unsullied whiteness of Claude's flannel trousers. He himself wore a serviceable pair of dark-grey flannel trousers, which had seen better days. "'Isn't the air beautiful?' said Clara, sniffing it appreciatively. "'Quite sets you up, doesn't it?' she giggled. "'Oh, it's ozone,' said Alice Sopworth. "'It's as good as a tonic, you know.' and she giggled also. James thought, I should like to knock their silly heads together. What is the sense of laughing all the time? They're not saying anything funny. The immaculate Claude murmured languidly, Shall we have a bathe, or is it too much of a fag? The idea of bathing was accepted shrilly. James fell into line with them. He even managed, with a certain amount of cunning, to draw Grace a little behind the others. Look here he complained. I'm hardly seeing anything of you. Well, I'm sure we're all together now, said Grace, and you can come and lunch with us at the hotel, at least. She looked dubiously at James's legs. What's the matter? demanded James ferociously. Not smart enough for you, I suppose. I do think, dear, you might take a little more pains, said Grace. Everyone is so fearfully smart here. Look at Claude Sopworth. I have looked at him, said James grimly. I've never seen a man who looked a more complete ass than he does. Grace drew herself up. There's no need to criticise my friends, James. It's not manners. He's dressed just like any other gentleman at the hotel is dressed. Bah, said James. Do you know what I read the other day in society snippets? Why, that the Duke of... the Duke of... Oh, I can't remember. But one Duke, anyway, was the worst-dressed man in England. There! I dare say, said Grace. But then, you see, he is a duke. Well, demanded James, what's wrong with my being a duke some day? At least, well, not perhaps a duke, but a peer. He slapped the yellow book in his pocket and recited to her a long list of peers of the realm who had started life much more obscurely than James Bond. Grace merely giggled. Don't be so soft, James, she said. Fancy you, Earl of Kimpton-on-Sea. James gazed at her in mingled rage and despair.
The air of Kimpton-on-Sea had certainly gone to Grace's head. The beach at Kimpton is a long, straight stretch of sand. At the end of a row of bathing huts and boxes, stretching evenly along the seafront, were a group of six huts, labelled imposingly, for visitors to the Esplanade Hotel only. "'Here we are,' said Grace, brightly. "'But I'm afraid you can't come in with us, James. You'll have to go along to the public tents over there.' We'll meet you in the sea. So long. So long, said James, and he strode off in the direction indicated. Twelve dilapidated tents stood solemnly confronting the ocean. An aged mariner guarded them, a roll of blue paper in his hand. He accepted a coin of the realm from James, tore him off a blue ticket from his roll, threw him over a towel, and jerked one thumb over his shoulder. Take your turn, he said huskily.